Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how grit and grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Grit and Grace. And I want you guys to be sitting down because I actually have a man on my show today. And we're going to talk about all kinds of really important business and marketing topics. And I think it's really special because I like what Ryan does overall in his career and as an adventurer. And I think that you guys are really going to get a lot from this. So Ryan Masters, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Just before we started recording, I asked if it was if it was on purpose that you called yourself an entreperformer and you said yes. Yes. Yeah, you're really crafty like that. <laughs> um, so your background is marketing and branding. You've been doing that for 10 years. Correct. Right. You also own a company called Show Her Off, mm-hmm. right, which we're going to talk about, and Sparta Strength. Yes. Right. So you're like me. You do the business side, you do the fun stuff, and you do the strength stuff, which mm-hmm. is all, to me, that's like, oh, that's like my my joy to be able to bring all those things together. And you're doing it as a way to have a career and have joy in every aspect of your life. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Yeah. So where should we start? I don't know. It's your show. You're the boss. All right. I like that. Um, Okay. So let's start in the marketing and branding side. Like why, first of all, why did you get into that field? And I know that that's part of how your businesses have developed, but Mm -hmm. let's start there. Give us that history. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think marketing, you know, is the lifeblood of all business, marketing and sales. And, and I started as an entrepreneur with the family furniture company. Mm. And this was back in 2007, 2008, during that kind of big crash of the great recession. And, and my, we had a family, we made, you know, uh, unfinished wood furniture. Mm. And I was, my dad at the time only sold it through mail order. And I was telling mom, I was like, we need to build a website and sell them online. And my dad was like, no. And, my, and I told my mom, you know, hey, we should. And she, so she's like, Jim, you know, you're going to let him do this website, da, da, da. <laughs> so, so, we, so I built the website and then we literally only had $500 right. left in the company. Right. And, um, I was like, well, we need customers. So there's Google AdWords. I was like, I need to learn how to spend this $500 to make, we need to make not just 500, like way more than 500 to, so that we can keep spending. And so that was uh, feet to the fire, like, you know, sew your parachute on the way down kind of learning, which I think is the best kind uh, for you, especially when you're spending your own money and you have to make it back. I just made a face when you said that because I don't know if I told you that last week I was at PodFest and I did a presentation mm-hmm. um, on the Pecha Kucha stage. And the whole premise of my pe- my my presentation was to jump off the cliff and build your parachute on the way down. So right. I love that you just referenced that. It's like you listened to my presentation, but you did not. <laughs> but I did not. Maybe I'll have to share with you sometime. Okay. Um, so you took your company digital, basically, your parents' yes. company. Yep. Build an e-commerce website and... Um, and, and went through that whole thing, ran that for five years and learned all the all the things you learned from hiring people, firing people, accounting, payroll, QuickBooks, marketing. Like it was fun. It was, I mean, I love to learn. I've learned that's one of my strengths. And so I was, you know, like all of us when you're starting 14 right. hours feels like two and you just spend all day just kind yeah. of doing what you can. And, and um, 
but it, I learned a lot. And, and really, the marketing is what was the most valuable because then I had other companies reaching out. Hey, how did you grow? How did you get? Mm. We got to deal with Pottery Barn, and so like, how did you get? in front of all these new customers. And I was like, well, there's this thing called Google AdWords and yeah. analytics. Yeah. And I'm getting all nerdy and their right. eyes like glazed over. Right. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just, you know, help do it for you. Mm. And so that started that journey. So mm. when, so did you extract yourself out of your parents' company to grow, was show her off next or was Sparta no. Strength next? Next was, um, squeezed it was at the time it was like squeezed juice marketing. So that's when I started the marketing company oh, okay. and I had them running in tandem and, Eventually, me and my dad merged into a single because originally it was like I was a S corp buying from him, and and it was just, just unnecessary mm. complexity. It was like let's just merge. We're not like a huge company, so yeah. we just merged. Um, that grew, and then I decided I wanted to move, and we had gotten the business turned around, so we sold the furniture company, um, okay. and I still had Squeeze Juice at the time, and then I had also started Sparta Strength um, because that was something where. I enjoyed training and working out, but I wanted to help other guys get in shape. And and for me, the biggest thing, like a big driver for me this day and age, just in general, is simplicity. Mm-hmm. I think, we're, you know, as humans, we're naturally attracted to complexity. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, do these supersets on this ball, wall squad, and there's all these magic, you know, things yeah. like you haven't heard before. So you're like, oh, right. that must be the reason I'm not in shape, or that must be the reason... I mean, you, you can change the domain. So so there's an example of, of complexity in fitness, but we can switch over to marketing. It's like, yeah, you need this like Facebook ad campaign stacked with this Instagram campaign and all these things. And it's like, no, you just need the fundamentals, right? A core, um, um, the right message to the right person at the right time. And if we switch over to to training, you just need to get under the barbell. Right. Like strength. I just, re- I just remembered, I think it was last summer, that you posted attending a starting strength seminar yes and i wanted to be there and i couldn't and i think that that's why i think i reached out to you and said oh my gosh i'm so jealous i wanted to be there because i'm a firm believer in the simple ways of how our body should move correct but it has to be built around strength especially right. as we age you know right. our bodies need that muscle mass and yeah i just that just that just reminded me of that um so do you do your training on sparta strength primarily on youtube or do you have a full platform for training um it's Primarily on YouTube. I mean, I have, how many have I done? I don't know, 200, 300 videos. Mm. Honestly, that's a brand right now. It's just kind of on the back burner. It's like I did that for eight years, and I feel like I've said a lot of what needs to be said. Because in fitness, it's like you get to a point where you're just regurgitating stuff, and it's like, don't make these five arm curl mistakes. And I'm like, ugh, my life, like that just doesn't give me any kind of fulfillment. Yeah. so it's like, no, I just want to help guys get started. That's what I'm just good at is helping people get started with X, whatever X is. And that's as long the beauty of YouTube, though. That's the mm-hmm. beauty is that what you've created, that content is going to be out there forever. And I have a I have a stat here that I want to share that I didn't share when I first introduced you, and that's that you have combined over 500,000 subscribers and 30 million views worldwide. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, My that's, mom's busy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I mean, that could be. <laughs> now, that's, that's extraordinary. That is That takes you into a small percentile of businesses that have, A, mastered the art of getting in front of the right person, and B, creating good video content, right? Well, I mean, thank you. This, this, that's, that's the point of what you do very well. And you do it in, in a variety of areas, which brings up Show Her Off. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Show Her Off is... Um, a brand. When I moved to Colorado, I learned how to dance, and I had no musical background except for recorder in like third grade. What kind of dance? 
Country swing. Yes, got to clarify. Yes, country okay. swing dancing. Although I've done West Coast swing, a little bachata, you know, various styles, but the main one is country swing. Yeah. And I realized, I mean, I was like, wow, after you get your reps in, just like at the gym, like anybody can do this. You're mm-hmm. not born knowing how to dance or not. And I was like, man, this makes women so happy. Like, it's almost like, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. It triggers what I call, there's something called the dance effect, which is like, mm-hmm. Anytime you spin a girl or dip her, like she goes into this state of euphoric happiness and it just kind of like warms her heart. And I see it over and over and over again. And again, it doesn't really, it doesn't happen to me or the guys, but you see like women just happy and you're like, okay, well, this has got to be good for the world. So it's like, let me get other guys doing this. So ladies, if you're listening and you, you want to get a little happier, I think that maybe you need to drag your man to some show her off dance classes. I know you do classes and sessions. Or I do men, the romance tour. The romance tour, sorry. And men, if you're listening and you know that you need to get a little better and you need to up your dating game and the ways that you are capturing women's hearts, um, you need to go and check out the romance tour. We'll put all the show links sure. or the, the contact links in the show notes. But, yeah. um, but that's part of your business. Um, it's a passion, though. It. I mean... So my my passion, so all right, real quick, just to piggyback on what you were saying for the guys, this is very important, yeah. the verbiage. Like, you don't need to learn how to dance, okay? You just need to learn a couple dance moves. Very different, very important that it's mm. specified that way. Because as a guy, if you say, learn how to dance, that just sounds like infinity. That sounds like forever. When is that done? It sounds girly, too. It sounds girly. It's just not, yeah. no. It's just like, hey, just learn three moves so you can show her off. That's So that's why the brand is called that. The whole secret to dance is you make the girl look good, you show mm. her off. And you don't need to be fancy. Certainly nothing wrong if you go professional, whatever. But this is yeah. like this brand is for just you want to grab your girl, there's some music on in the living room, you're at a hotel, the restaurant, whatever. You know a couple moves. And um, it's going to yeah, just take the whole night to, to, to another memory that she won't forget. Um, and women like to dance. This is just in the majority of cases. Now, I know not all of you out there are going to agree with this, but women like to dance. In fact, I interviewed Olivia Omega for my 50th episode mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and she is known for having disco ball parties because anytime something is stressful in her life, dance is her way of getting out of that headspace spot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's lots of really good things that happen when you dance. Mm-hmm. She said she can't cry when she's dancing. When she turns on good music and dances, she literally cannot it's physically impossible to cry yeah, I, I think that it. that's a good way to help shift mindset so if you're having a bad day turn up the music pull your car over and and boogie get some dancing going. get some dancing going. Sure. <laughs> yeah okay so keep going so that was the premise of show her off right that's mm-hmm. it's it's teaching men very small amounts of information not overwhelming not right. feeling Getting like it has started. to be right because the same thing with fitness right yeah. that's why i'm saying we cross domains here that the principles are the same you start someone someone's like i want to get in shape all right great Here's a 50-page workout plan. Here's yeah. a 500-page diet plan. Here's 5,000. It's like no matter how motivated and excited you are, after day three, you're like, well, forget it. It's over. Like it's all about taking small steps where they see right. progress and get positive feedback. And same thing with a marketing campaign and marketing for, for anyone who's thinking about marketing. Like you don't start with this giant campaign, this huge budget. It's like, no, we start on one platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. That's going to be specific to who you're trying to reach. But we start with little steps get progress, build confidence. That's the biggest thing is building confidence so that then later they will stay and stick with it. Because all all of these things, so a marketing campaign, growing your business, 
changing your body, living a healthy lifestyle, learning some dance moves, the only successful thing for any of those to happen is that if you're cons- if you if you're consistent with it. So right. if you drop out as soon as it's hard, or if you get over if someone gets overwhelmed, then they'll drop out. And I believe that's my job and our jobs as coaches and mm-hmm. and consultants is to provide the the knowledge and training in a manner that it can be digested and get some positive feedback from it. So, right. um, yeah, so you can, you know, I've got tons of YouTube videos. You'll link to all that where they can yeah. watch some yeah, stuff for and sure. get started. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on my show is when we first started talking about this, I, I do find that the amount of traffic that you've had is extraordinary. And I know that it has definitely impacted all the areas of business that you're working in. I mean, and, and I really want to talk about that because there are a lot of people listening, both men and women, mm-hmm. that are at a space to either grow and scale their company or they have started a new company. And a lot of this is still foreign. I mean, we can all go and, and master the art of posting on social media, right? And doing it for business is a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. And if we turn our mindset to the business side, um, for those of you that have not used social media for business, it is a totally different ball game. Right. So that part, most people that are in business start to grasp because you can go get pretty simple information on YouTube or a variety of places and really understand it. Right. But the advertising piece on social media is different. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Talk to me about starting with Google AdWords. I mean, let's let's go right to the basics of how it works, how you start the account, and 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 how to measure as you're going along if you're on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the nice thing with any advertising is that you can always measure it mm. on on digital you know, digital advertising and that and you should not be advertising if you're not measuring it because you're spending money and you want to make sure that you're getting mm. a return on it mm. now something to understand is you don't start out of the gate and spend a hundred dollars and make a hundred dollars right away that's just not how it works you start off you have to do a little r d research and development so you're spending money to see what messaging works what copy works what customers respond to or don't respond to and you're getting valuable business information from that what mm-hmm. you're really saving is time okay because you can do a lot of stuff and you can try and get traffic organically which is non-paid and there's nothing wrong with that and it's usually good to have a cohesive strategy combining all of that but organic can take a lot of time um, and then if you're pursuing or using a message that doesn't convert as well it could take you six months to figure that out and now you've organically all that time. I mean, yeah organically. well and, and none of us let's just let's face it as entrepreneurs none of us have the patience or the right. time to yeah, do exactly. anything organic yeah, I know no that's either. that's that probably is, why i do paid traffic <laughs> right. and, and as eights that's why we go because we're just like right oh, no, right no, oh go. that's right you're an enneagram eight that's <laughs> yeah. so funny i was taught it's totally sidetracked here but i was at this party um on saturday night with a woman that did my enneagram mm-hmm. and she said to me she said you know i saw somebody posted on your facebook page that they don't they didn't believe that you were an Enneagram 8. And I'm like, oh, I'm an 8. She's like, oh, I know, you're really an 8. She's like, but they didn't get it properly. And she's like, I was surprised. You got some feedback that people didn't didn't really believe that. And I'm like, that's because I'm so nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I mean, people see what they want to see, yeah. I guess. But no. What are you trying to say? Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to Google AdWords. Yeah, so, so um, getting started with Google AdWords. Yeah. So it depends on, so all of for someone listening, if it's like, all right, where do I start? Um, it really the platform is going to depend that you choose will depend on the audience that you're going after. Um, so Google AdWords can, is good for AdWords is best for someone who already knows their problem and they're searching for it. So when you go to, when people go to Google.com, they type in 
you know, Krav Maga classes or cowboy Which is how boots. we met, by the way. We, did, we, didn't ex- we didn't explain that, but that's how we met in Krav Maga training. Yes. So keep going. I yeah. was training you in Krav Maga. Oh, school. my. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. You um, might see us throw down here. You actually can't see. You might hear. If you hear any scuffle and things go flying. If you hear me know. getting choked out, then yeah. you know what happens. So, um, but, but AdWords is good for getting in front of people, usually what's called at the bottom of the sales funnel, because they already have a problem mm. and they're typing in, you know, um, doctor's office or, you know, like I say, Krav Maga or cowboy boots or dance lessons or marketing consultants. So they're typing in the keyword for what they're looking for and you have an opportunity to pay to put an ad right in front of the keywords only that you say. Now I've got several YouTube videos on my marketing channel that say that go over this very easily, um, but it, it allows you to get in front of the right person at the right time. And you only pay per click. So when somebody clicks on a on one of those text ads, that's when you get charged. And then you can set up something called conversion tracking to see if the visitor does what you want them to do, whether if someone is an e-commerce store owner, then do they complete a purchase? Or if you're like a service business or lead gen, so do they call or do they fill out a contact form to ask for more information? And it creates this little feedback loop that allows you to see, okay, I got 100 clicks this last week. I spent $100. It was a dollar per click and I got two customers. Mm. And so if your customer, or I got two sales, and so if your sales were $200 each, it's 400 Like this is a very, very simple match just to yeah. make it clear, but now you have a process or feedback loop that you can optimize. So it's like, ooh, this, this, one, this, this one I just cited is doing well. So it's like, well, let's, can I get 200 clicks and double everything? Or if it was 100 clicks I'm getting and I got zero sales, Something's. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean AdWords doesn't work. Right. It just means you're getting feedback that something in there is some me- something with your messaging or something is not correct, and so we need to dial in and, and figure that out. So you pay per click regardless of what the outcome is on your end, because correct. once 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 they've clicked on the ad, Google's done their work, done and then it's job. your job to close the sale. Exactly. Um, so what if? This is just me asking these questions. Mm-hmm. What if you? Should you like split or triple test different keywords at one time and then find out which ones get the most clicks and then eliminate the others? Or is it okay to have, um, and I'm, I'm new to Google yeah. AdWords no, and I'll, I'll, I will use, we can use an example, the subscription box that I've launched. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready mm-hmm. to start doing some um, Google advertising for the subscription box. And mm-hmm. I think I know what people search to get that box, like gifts for women mm-hmm. or business tools or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Isn't it isn't it true that I'm going to pay a different price depending on the keyword that I'm using? Yes, yeah, different keywords can cost. There can be a huge variance, you know, like insurance keywords, mortgage keywords are super expensive, lawyer right. attorney keywords, right? So, yeah, there's there's so many and it's almost I don't even want to get too far in the weeds with it cuz yeah. it's just going to confuse yeah. people. So I would say like check out some of my YouTube videos, but also the best book that, and this is what I read when I started the first edition, is The Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords. It's mm-hmm. like 150 pages, I don't know, but it's written in English in the sense like it's very easy to read, mm-hmm. it's fun, it's written by a guy that I studied under. And if you are going to spend any money on AdWords, like I would almost prohibit you from doing that until you've read that book because mm-hmm. it's going to save you. Or watch so your YouTube much. videos. I mean, that's... I mean, watch my videos. Yes, yeah. but even but if you're going to go in and do your own campaigns, like just just buy the book and read it. And if yeah. you're not going to read the book, then I would say, and this just as a 
direct eight. Like if you're not going to do that, then don't even do the AdWords campaign because it's going to be a waste of yeah, time. Yeah, because you're not because you're not willing to put in. And this isn't a judgment thing, but yeah. it's, it's a reality thing of you you don't have the time yeah. to read a book. Well, then you yeah. definitely don't have a time to learn how to manage AdWords. So you need to hire somebody else or figure out another another solution. And that's that's one thing that I I relate with you so closely on is I'm a learner too. So mm-hmm. I I set a goal. I don't know if you've heard this podcast, but I set a goal in 2018 to master something new every month. Nice. Okay, not learn master, mm. which means a significant of investing of my time and resources and energy just because I, I want to continue to learn. I don't ever want to feel like there's nothing new out there because that's never going to be the case. It's right. the cases we get complacent. So um, you just put my the item on my list that I'm going to work on for the rest of this month, which is Google AdWords. Well, I would I would pause that for a second because Uh-oh. based on your what you just said, I, I don't think AdWords would be the best platform. Okay, for you. so let's continue on. What do you think would be? So first, and, and we'll just walk you through as an example so people listening can do the same thing for their business. So before you started with the product, yeah, and that's what everybody starts with, but nobody cares about the product. We need to know first who is it like the market, right? Right. Right. So, so now that's who your you customers? Know the market, yeah, who, I, I know who the cut. Yeah, I so, know who. But I don't. So is. who who are the customers? So for the subscription box, mm-hmm. so my subscription box is made for women by women, okay. specifically female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are looking to grow and continue to improve their business or their what? business yeah okay. and the, and their personal journey the boxes to address both um, their personal growth and their business growth and to celebrate them along the way mm-hmm. because I know I know that a lot of listeners those of you that are listening I know that you they have expressed to me on an ongoing basis that they want more of what we're giving them so we're going to package that up in a, in a in a box of items and we're also going to keep one item in every box that's a donation to a charitable organization because oh, nice. that's what fills up my heart mm-hmm. um, so yeah we're that's I'm clear that that's who is interested in the box. Mm-hmm. So, so it's entre- women who are doing their own entrepreneurial thing in some way, not even necessarily business, but right. they're doing something. Yep. And the kind of what you're offering them is some emotional support, tips, like tools, tips. books. Yep, definitely. Um, you know, self care products mm-hmm. to appreciate who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, inspirational items for when days get hard, because you and I both know as entrepreneurs, days get hard. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. days get hard. It's mm-hmm. not easy. So we're there as a support system, and I'm also working with a lot of my, um, you know, female guests from this show, and maybe even yourself. One day you'll want to do this, but I'm allowing them to put in free coaching. Um, and training certificates in each of the boxes. Mm-hmm. So all of these topics we're talking about, we're going to be able to offer to the subscribers something free out of there that they can learn. Nice. So, And I think it's just such a way, a, a great way to keep our listeners on their own training path in between whatever podcast they listen to. Mm. That's cool. I almost think, I don't know, like what comes to mind is like Motivation Mojo almost. Like it's kind of this motivation box yeah. or something, you know? Well, we're calling it the Great Grace and Glory box. Okay. So I'm not going to let you rename it. Okay, I mean, that's fine. We well, can put a, a tag. Of, I know. Gotta, gotta we try. call it the GX3 box. Well, because the podcast is called Grit and Grace. So yeah. the box is Grit, Grace, and sure. Glory. Um, but I, I do I do like the Motivation Mojo. I might steal that. It could just be like copy. Because like, yeah. so if you want to expand, I mean, because the Grit and Grace is great for people who listen to yeah. this, right? So because they want to identify with the brand but when you start getting into or if you start getting to trying to sell the boxes to women who have never heard of you before right. and the lead is grit and grace so it's like I don't care about grit and grace because I just they don't know you right? I see yeah. but people always care and this isn't like you just as an aide you can appreciate this but the audience like 
maybe not where it's like um, people are busy and they just don't care. Yeah. Everybody, including you, including me. So Mm -hmm. like stuff is flying in front of us all the day. We have so many things bombarding us. Like we, our brain is overloaded. And so you really just filter out things that, that um, are relevant to you and what you need at that time. Spoken from a true marketer right there. <laughs> that's right. That's, I the mean, tr- that's the truth. The truth is, is, though, that people don't care. No, and, yeah. and that's not You have to make bad. them care, yeah, yeah. or, or find those that do. Right, and speak to, you have to enter the conversation that's already in their mind. Mm. So going back to an example of an entrepreneurial woman who doesn't listen to Grit and Grace, if she sees an ad for the Grit and Grace box, and that's what it says, like, she's probably going to look over it. Maybe not, it depends, mm. versus something about hey you're not alone like Mm -hmm. here's you know here's join this community of strong women who are Mm -hmm. working on this thing like now it's like oh okay you're speaking a little bit more of my language um and and yes i'm taking notes that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) no charge no charge um so but going back to so so with that as your um you know as your target audience and your your product and offering like i would i would I would guess that Facebook and Instagram are going to be better starting points for you. What about LinkedIn? No, I mean, I mean LinkedIn, it's it's more corporate. Yeah. Um, and it is more expensive now. Usually, you're getting better quality leads, but it's not a. I think you're more of after kind of like you know, social and entrepreneurs. They're yeah. hanging out more on. Instagram and or Facebook yeah, more right. so than LinkedIn, right. especially in terms of like, because LinkedIn, it's more B2B. And this is why, again, we always think about who are you trying to get in front of. Right, exactly. So, you know, B, LinkedIn is more B2B. So if you're going after C-suite or execs or things like that, like that's a different, you know, that's a different ball game because they're probably spending more time on LinkedIn versus who who you said you're mentioning. So I would I would look at Facebook, Instagram, and then the way Facebook, Instagram works is you are, instead of targeting the problem, which is, that's that's what Google AdWords essentially is, is they're targeting the problem, people who know I have a problem, right? Red shoes, I want red shoes, or um, dentist near me, like they're telling you what they want. Well now on Facebook or Instagram, you're targeting the person. Right. So you know the person, so you can, with the targeting options, you can say, you know, women this age who live maybe in these, if you know most of your listeners are in these states, these states, um, once you get to the point where you have like tons of um, subscription customers, a really cool thing, or anyone who has tons of customers, you can upload a list, an email list of your customers to Facebook, which Facebook owns Instagram, by the way, just just so so same thing. You can upload an email list of, of your customers to Facebook. Facebook will scan that list and find two million other people who look very similar to those customers. It's kind of icky, but it's it's so good, but it's still kind of icky. It is and it isn't. I mean, as a marketer, it's like amazing, but it's yeah. but it's also better because you know, people always abuse it and they use it the wrong way, but like it allows you yeah. to get your message to a more relevant person. Right. You know, versus just splattering it all over the whole Facebook. Well, it's like most people don't care. Well, right. but there's a small portion of people who always care and our job is to spend the least amount of money to get in front of those people and ideally get them to sign up or start taking action and provide value. This isn't, you know, this is a valuable product, so you're not just like trying to take people's money. You're giving them, you're giving them hope and courage and, and motivation to, to keep going through those rough times that, as you've said, any entrepreneur is gonna go through. Right. 
So, okay, so a question about let's start with let's start with Instagram. So, Instagram, um, I know that although they're owned by Facebook, their advertising system is just slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I find that one of the confusing things about differences between Instagram and Facebook are these algorithms, and Facebook is different than Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram, to me, still feels like it's a little bit easier to get in front of more of your own connection lists, right? Mm-hmm. Who's following you? It's easier to get in front of that on Instagram. Whereas Facebook, your business page, if you promote something on your business page, it's still not going to reach large amounts of people and we did a we did a split test on Facebook already with two I mean there were stock photo tiles but initially starting in the pre-launch phase of this box I'm just using this as an mm-hmm. example um, and we got I was just surprised I mean the majority of my friends still like still didn't see it it didn't go very far and it got it got the views that it was supposed to view to get and we got the click-throughs we wanted mm-hmm. and because it's pre-launch I understand that our outcome was limited um, but I I still find that Instagram gives me more organic reach than Facebook is that correct yes or is that just, okay. yeah I would say in general yeah you're gonna get yeah. more organic reach from Instagram and it and more importantly, more organic engagement from Instagram than mm. Facebook. Even that's the same for me for Show Her Off. So do you do most of your uploads on Instagram paid or organic? Uh, no, all the posts are organic. Um, like, you know, basically with Instagram, it's you, you put all your posts on there. And then if you want to promote ones, you can to get in front of new people. Um, so I will do that to grow the brand. Um, but they're the yeah, same thing. It's like depending on for your audience, meaning people listening, whether they should advertise on Instagram or Facebook. It's it kind of depends on who they're trying to go yeah. after. And like you said, the the way you you advertise and use your message is going to be a little bit different on Instagram than it is on Facebook because people you have to think about like people are in different mindsets. You know, when they're on Facebook, it's a little more of like I'm kind of bored and just putzing around and seeing what's interesting and. And you could make the case for Instagram too, but Instagram Insta is in the name, Insta. So it's more of a quick hit. So I think Costco, I think the Costco appetizer uh, or the sampler people, you know, they're giving you just a little sample. Like that's all people really want on Instagram. If you try to give them a whole case of food or something, it's like, ugh, that's too much. I'm not in the right mindset for that. Interesting. Okay, so... Compare now. Compare that to Facebook. People spend a little more time on Facebook. With does that mean that you could have longer ad copy? Yeah, they'll usually read a little bit more, um, and you know, watch the videos for longer, and then go to the next video, and, mm. and just get sucked into the rabbit hole a little bit more. So again, not one's not better than the other, and it depends on the specific you know the people you're targeting, but. In general, um, and also like to get you know, when you get into the technical details, the ad types and things that you use on Instagram are going to be a little bit different than on Facebook. Okay, so let's go back to Google Ads for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my example sort of out of the out of the mix. Mm-hmm. And if let's just say that for a newer company that doesn't have a large following on any of their social media channels and they they know that they want to use google adwords for whatever reason they've determined that's that's applicable for for them them. yeah Yeah. um and they've gotten started let's go with that scenario that they've gotten started then do you suggest they stick with just that or shall they be working to organically or paid be growing their instagram or facebook page at the same time um, yeah, I'm a big believer in simplicity and one at a time. Um, now, with that example, I'd, I'd want to know a little bit more in terms of, like, are they making money, you know, already? Yeah. Or Because there's, there's a big, big divide 
between if you have just started your business um, and you don't even really have tons of sales, we'll say let let me be specific. So let's say let's just say you're not like less than ten thousand dollars a month in sales um, versus over ten thousand dollars a month in sales because. When it's less than ten thousand, and again, I'm generalizing, so yes. case, 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 yeah. but when it's less than ten thousand, there's a high likelihood that you do not know what your sales message is. Right. And and I don't mean, oh no, I know like why my product's good. No, I mean converting sales message in the sense that people agree, yeah, that's a good sales message because here's my hard-earned dollars. Right. Okay. So when you're in that stage, like incubator stage. Your job is to find out what that message is before you run out of cash. That's the name of the game. Right. Or, or motivation or inspiration or whatever. Right. And that's fun. It's part of the challenge. But it hurts you if you're like, well, let me try 50 different platforms with this message that doesn't really – is not proven to work because now you're introducing more and more variables. On top of that, you're introducing more and more things you have to learn at one time, which reduces your ability to learn them quickly. So it's just it's a bad thing. Right. So in that case, I would say no. Like – for that example, yes, I would say st- you know claim all your territory. So create your Facebook page, create your Instagram, put up the generic, you know your basic stuff, your mission, whatever, and then pretty much leave it alone and zero in on AdWords uh, until you get to the point where you're making that 10k a month. Because now you know, okay, I've got a sales message that works. Um, now we can start looking at scaling or moving to the next stage. I like that a lot because you're right. That is exactly what happens. And when you get to that overwhelm stage, you're not doing any of those things well. That's not going to help. It's depressing. Anyone. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, the dangerous thing, especially for early entrepreneurs and now this day and age, is there's so many things. And then, yeah. of course, and this is what's so funny to me is it's just like fitness. Like, but it's even harder with fitness because of yeah. fitness, and it's just like fitness in the sense that you're going to get five million opinions that yeah. everybody knows well yeah. you you know you shouldn't eat this yeah. but you should eat this and you shouldn't right. it's just whatever like right. with fitness you can at least judge someone and i don't mean in their worth but like oh you're not in shape so mm, you know i may not necessarily take your advice you know or you don't look how i want to look or you right. don't have the lifestyle that i want to again we're not talking about their value of, of worth as a human being we're just talking about the value of the information that's coming from their mouth and if it's not coming from a place of wisdom or experience I would be very hesitant to use it. Now flip over to the to the business side. Right. It can be even harder because you don't know necessarily if someone's giving advice about Instagram or this or that, like you don't necessarily know how well their business is doing. So you can't even necessarily wait if that's good advice. It and it may be very sincere, right? It may be sincere advice, but sincerity is not a test of truth. It may not right. be true. So um, I always lean towards simplicity. And trying and, and just, you know, oh, that's nice, you know, take notes or whatever, but really just focusing on, you know, if you're not at 10K, like focus on getting that sales message dialed in and don't try to do a million things because that's what everybody else does. Yeah. So like a very, like a yeah. good example is like, you know, everybody, if everybody else does it, it's probably not something you should be doing. Right. And you, you bring up a good point because finalizing and knowing your sales message is about also knowing your niche, knowing, you know, you're knowing everything you need to know. Like you asked me about who your target client is and that takes time Mm -hmm. and you can hire out to do that. Um, but it has, that's part of the, that is part of the personal journey because we know that as entrepreneurs, we are our brand at the start. Um, but secondarily, if you don't know that yourself, it's going to be really hard for you when you want to hire someone 
to manage your social media or your your advertising, you they are going to take you through that process first. If you have not gone through that, if they know what they're doing, if they know which, what they're which doing, which you don't know what you're doing because you're hiring them in a sense. Yeah. So so now it's the blind leading the blind. You don't even know your own customer. So it's like no, like if you're under the 10k incubator stage, like you really just need to put in your own rep, unless like. You've got like buku bucks because you exited corporate and sold or whatever. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to put the, your time in. Yeah. And like you said, like you need to learn this for yourself, and you should like want to do that. And if you don't, it's not a judgment thing, but it it, it creates a question of okay, maybe you're heading in the wrong direction in terms of this brand or this marketing, this message, because you should be kind of energized or excited about finding out more about who your customers are and what their pains are. And so, for your example with the subscription boxes, like. My step to for you would be at some point, like you you call some of these women, you know, yeah. these customers, and the ones you don't know, yeah, and find out, hey, you know, how long have you been using the box? Have you used other boxes before? Yes. Right. What do you like about this one? What do you not like? And just and because there's the logic part of the discussion, which is nice, but we're really trying to get to the emotion. So you need to find out like what's going on with her life, like. Did, you know, are her, you know, kids bothering her and she's carrying that stress and this stress and that, like all these other things, like there's going to be a little emotional connection somewhere that you just have to look to find. And you got to do that. This is that nitty gritty hard work of like, oh, you mean I got to, in this day of online business, I have to pick up my phone and talk to somebody? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, see, this I, business is about relationships. It's people to yes, people. Yes. I agree with that so much. Um, and I, I think part of that hard work is what I like. That's mm-hmm. that's the part that I've yeah, enjoyed. I know yeah. it's because I'm an We're eight. See, eights yeah. unite. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, is, it is part of the joy and I think it gets skipped over a lot. But it's not. It's definitely not easy. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. not I'm not easy. saying it's it's easy. But no. I am saying that this is why entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. But it's simple. It's simple. It's just hard work, mm-hmm. and it's also patience. You were talking about being patient. There has to be a certain amount of processes and months that have to go by mm-hmm. in your business cycle for you to understand. I mean, I remember the first three months that I was in business for myself, and now we're talking about corporate cause agency. Mm-hmm. Um, people would say like, "What is your business idea? What are you going to do?" And I would be like, blah, 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 and I'd say something different every time. It would be so I was still figuring it out but I knew that Mm -hmm. I was still figuring it out Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I started to really see a reaction where somebody understood what I was saying now I like to say that I'm a matchmaker between business and cause right so between a business and a community organization and building that community investment strategy now that makes sense but what I used to say was like so much regurgitation of just data that people like I have no idea what you just said right because it contained a lot of industry speak yes and it's not you (laughs) know emotionless and they didn't connect with it but you had the fortitude to see like oh this message isn't resonating yeah even in 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 this test case you're just testing verbally with people and the response is and and you're smart enough to see like oh they're not asking me more questions so they're just like oh that sounds nice there's also a look people get on their face i think that i i understand that look very well Mm. that when someone when you know they have no idea what you just said I know, I, I get it. I, I see it, or maybe I should say I feel it when somebody has no idea what I just said. Right. <laughs> um, that's important. That's important. But that t- that takes time. Yeah, it does, and that's that's why I mean. And so if we again, I like just crossing domains. I think it helps people if we flip over to fitness, right? Everybody wants yeah. to be in shape yesterday. Okay, well, that's nice, but it takes time. Yeah. Now, I think it's important as a consultant or coach or whatever to. Not just say it takes time and good luck, though, but it takes time. And then, but in the meantime, here are small progress loops that you can look at, or small feedback loops where you can see some progress. So when I train men, obviously, like the the initial goal, like people are, 
the feedback loop they're looking at because this is what you see from just the industry is like, oh, look in the mirror. Like, how do you look? Or even look at the scale. Is the scale moving? And you could say for women too, is the scale yeah. moving? But no, those are bad. bad those are yeah. bad feedback loops yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Later they're good. But in the beginning, they're terrible feedback loops. The, the only important feedback loop in the beginning is A, first of all, comparing the number of times you went to the gym versus when you didn't. Mm -hmm. But B, the most important is climbing what I call the strength ladder. So are, did your bench press go up? Did your squat strength go up? And right. if that's, now you have a small, hey, last week I benched 100 pounds, this week I'm benching 105 pounds. That is quantitative measurable progress right. to show you that, okay, I'm not where I wanna be, I don't look like who I wanna look like or whatever yet, but I'm making progress. So now let's whoop, switch back over to business, same thing. Well, okay, I'm not making $10,000, but you know what? I spoke to three potential customers this week, or I sent out five emails. You know, like you have to measure the small things that stack up and ultimately lead you to those bigger goals that you're striving for. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. That's not how we're not trained. We don't do that normally. And um, that's, but that is the difference. And that's what makes people stick with things, I believe, versus the ones who don't. So everything we've just talked about pretty much in terms of marketing is is knowing knowing where you want to target mm -hmm. to identify which platform you're going to use. Mm -hmm. ensuring yeah, that knowing who. Yeah, knowing, knowing who. who and that yeah. will help you choose where. Which platform. Yes. And, and I, I mean, I'm going to say the most important thing of everything that you've just said so far is to try it, mm -hmm. test it, mm -hmm. and be freaking patient. Mm -hmm. You know, have a healthy dose of patience. And it doesn't mean you're stopping doing all the other stuff that you're doing, but allowing that to sort of spin and, and develop and grow um, as you go. And there's one more really important part of this that I want to talk about, and that is um, YouTube. Mm. Because I, you know, as you know, I was at PodFest last week. And for those of you that don't know, I don't know when you're listening to this. This is, we are in March of 2019. Um, and at PodFest last week, I learned a lot about YouTube videos. And in fact, I noticed that we don't have a camera set up here recording us, which we will soon. We're working on that piece. I know it's something I need to add I'm too in. too ugly. I get it. It's no, okay. stop. <laughs> <laughs> you got the face for podcasting, right? you got the face. You, you can be behind the microphone only. Um, and, and. You know, I just realized we didn't talk about the fact that you're only the second man that's been on my show. Did I say that? Oh, uh, you did mention okay. it in the beginning, yes. Okay. Um, we'll record next time. How's that? Okay. We're going to do some subscription box testing, and we're going to come back and evaluate it. Mm, mm, there good we go. plan. So videos, is this is important. It feels like, I, I mean, people ask me all the time, don't you find that if you put something out on YouTube that's the exact same thing you're doing on a podcast stream that it's going to be repetitive? I'm like, uh, no. People that listen to podcasts specifically, let's say on the Apple app, are going to YouTube for totally different reasons. People mm -hmm. are going to find you on different platforms when it comes to audio and video content. Mm -hmm. And that, I'd like to just talk more about videos because I think it's something I'm not doing enough of and most people are not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends on what the goals are and everything, right? Like I would almost say... For now, that's okay. Like, yeah. focus on one thing. Focus yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. You've got fifty or whatever you're at now. Like, yeah. you, you're getting dialed in and cranking it out. So it's like, mm, no, you don't need to go anywhere else. Um, but if someone were, uh, it's each platform uh, consumes content differently, like you're saying. So right. an example to look at would be, I think, the Joe Rogan podcast and how that, how they put that information on YouTube, which is instead of dumping the whole episodes, and maybe they do, I don't know, but I know what does well is like the little hot topics 
inside you know the little hot topics inside of each of the episodes right so you pull out like three or four of the nuggets Obviously, there'd be like 500 nuggets in yeah, this one, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. But, but you pull those out and you, and you put those as little clips um, in, in, into YouTube. So, but, but to answer your question, I mean, video is definitely an important um, content piece, but it's the same thing. It's, it's, if you're really going to do it well, you need to focus on it and, and, and do it have right. it be the primary. I'd yeah. rather, like, I'm just thinking in terms of life energy. So, like, I'd rather you just double down on podcasting right now right. and just crush it out of the gate to the point where maybe then you have buku bucks and like you hire a whole dedicated team and now you crush video out of the gate versus right. you know you nobody can say if you're doing a podcast and then you're adding in you are adding in video that means extra work extra energy new things to learn if you're not familiar with youtube down to editing on Final Cut Pro or iMovie or whatever, and then the codex, and I mean, I could just even so yeah. So, none of that's none of that's easy. Even no. just understanding the tagging on YouTube, I, I've right. just started to research it. It's it's part of what I'm learning this year. Yeah, but it's it is way more complicated than just putting a video. But now, wait, clarification: it doesn't have to be more complicated. It, but if you want to do it right. And you actually want to get views, yeah, um, and have decent content. It is it is a little complicated because there are lots of people that are throwing up YouTube videos that have absolutely zero quality to it, right? Um, which is fine; they can do that, but that wouldn't be my intent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's another domain. So anytime you're entering another domain, there's just there's there's you have to learn the terrain, and that's yeah. there's a there's a cognitive toll for that. And we're not saying that's bad or that you can't do it. It's just I think the strategic decision as an entrepreneur. And and it's counterintuitive in the beginning because in the beginning it's like ah we can do everything da 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 you know and and it's like well it's really really better I'm such a believer in eighty twenty and ninety five five which is you know eighty yeah. percent of your results come from twenty percent of um, your your inputs and it's really even online it's more ninety five five and so your five right now as we could say is is podcasting so yeah. it's like just triple dog down yeah. on that you yeah. know you're right. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people talk about YouTube and not understand that. Yeah, you, you have to look at thing. it like a whole new platform, a whole new way to learn, it a is. whole new thing to master, and a whole new thing to invest yourself in. Right. Because it's not just You learning. don't just throw up a YouTube video and like now you got well, tons well, of Well, people do. It's not saying it's going to be good. No, yeah, people will just slap stuff up there, yeah. but like we're not doing we're not doing any of this just for the activity. It's for the outcome. Right. So, so if the outcome is to grow your business or to reach more people or to change more women's lives, like okay, now we have to you have we have a limited resource which is your life energy, and so how do we strategically invest that to maximize the women's lives that you're impacting? And that doesn't mean that you can't use YouTube or that it's wrong or anything. It's just that I think I think it's so common for like when you're t- when we're talking to other people they're like oh and th- and they don't mean anything mean or mouse but they're yeah. like oh wait aren't you on YouTube and you're like no well you should be on YouTube and it's like oh do you have a YouTube channel well no but then why are you telling other people to be, you know it's just it's just a thing it's like everyone's like well you need to be on Twitter and you need to be on LinkedIn you need it's to do like this. it's and, what I expressed to you that people that don't use any type of platforms or social media for business they only use it for personal because. I think the majority still use social media for personal, mm-hmm. if, especially if you don't own your own business because you're representing a company. So you're, unless you're a marketer or a social media expert for your company, you're you don't they just don't see that perspective right. of how. And I, um, I heard a disturbing fact, and I'll say disturbing but honest fact that on something like Facebook and Instagram, if you're not selling, you're being sold to. 
And I think that that's, for me, that that's, I've been able to accept that now because of so much of what I do business-wise on social media. I put a little personal in there because I'm just who I am. You know, I'm going to go post me lifting some mm-hmm. strong man stones yeah. and dropping and having fun. But I also use it a lot for business, which means I use it less for personal. So mm-hmm. I do less scrolling than the average person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to be like Perry, and the guy who wrote the advertising book, I think had a good way to put it where you know, you're the chef in the kitchen, you yeah. know, you're making the food. Don't, you're not out there in the restaurant eating, which is, you know, flip that to Facebook or Instagram yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, and there's all kinds of studies. I mean, you know, it, it's of how, how depressing they are for you. If you're oh, on we don't even, we that. shouldn't like, even go into that. Cause yeah. I have rants. Okay. I go into rants about that because I think that people spend way too much time on that stuff mm-hmm. and I don't do it. I just don't do it. That's not, it's not productive for me. Yeah. It's a, the best thing I say is like, to time block it it's like okay i yeah. get 30 minutes a day and it's from 4 30 to 5 or whatever to like because that helps where they get you is just all these random logins and you should not if you're an entrepreneur quick productivity tip you should not have any notifications on your phone the only See? thing would be a phone ryan i i do a whole message. podcast you need to go listen to my how to increase productivity podcast mm-hmm. i literally that was my full episode rant of living a notification free life mm-hmm. And it's it is one hundred percent how I'm able to accomplish all the things I am, which is the same for you. I mean, mm-hmm. we you choose to turn certain things off because it really interrupts your ability to focus. And yeah. you know, the studies are in. Every time you break focus and you go scroll on social media, it takes you like twenty seven minutes to, to focus. Recoup. Yeah. I mean, that is that to me is that's that is atrocious. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity for people who are willing to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Well, listen, you you help people in this. You're a consultant. People can hire you to help with any areas of social media or advertising. Um, what other areas would, of expertise can people specifically come to you for? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I do a lot of you know digital branding is kind of my thing. So help finding what's your story, what's the brand story, the values, because all of that is what helps you create uh, a consistent message across the platforms. Right. Um, but I, you know, basically right now I just do a lot of consulting just because I've filmed so many videos and mm-hmm. edited and, and built the audiences that I've built. Um, consulting on, yeah, how to get in front of your audience and get them, get them engaged. That's great. How can people find you? Uh, take your pick, show her off. Okay, Spark, well, let's which, go. Let's start way, with let's go to show her off so, because you have a really good following on Instagram and your videos are great. Thank um, you. And there's a few people that I've shown your videos. I've shown your Instagram page that mm-hmm. you were coming on the show today because it really is a shock to a lot of people that I'm bringing you man on the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to tell you, this is I had well, to I warn. Appreciate it. I'm honored. Thank I you. had to warn a few people because the only other man that has come on my show is actually my strongman coach, mm-hmm. and he helped me recap an event. Mm-hmm. So an expert like yourself, I mean, it's unusual. So I had to like I had to warm up some of my audience and. and and, and prepare them and they're like well who is this guy and I'm like well let's just go who look who does he think who he is, he is? Ah. so I said let's just go look at his show, show her off page because that's good so what is that show her off on so Instagram so they like the page they like the page, okay. yeah, yeah. They definitely like it. Yeah. In fact, I think there's a lot of them curious that they would like to be able to dance like that. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very natural, happy feeling. It is, yeah, and it's easy, and uh, it's not, it's yeah, it's yeah, and it's romantic. Easy. It let's is, be, and that's let's be truth. Yes, and that's romantic. and that's back to your question earlier when you're like, oh, you know, you're doing this because you have a passion for dance. I'm like, no, I do not. That's so interesting. I have a passion for romance. I yeah. like to romance women. And I don't mean in a like, because there's an end goal. It's like, <laughs> I like to romance women, period. I do. I think That's it's, kind I, of a funny statement, but okay. Well, I, I just, I think it's, I think like, it's, I think that, so I believe a woman's beauty stems from her heart. Mm. Okay. Whereas at this day and age, the media is like, mm, it's all physical. No, it comes from their heart. 
And that type of beauty is nourishing to men and it recharges men in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I believe, and this is just me spouting beliefs, so not right or wrong, it's just what I believe. Like I believe that dancing and romancing women helps free up that beauty so that they can really just let them be themselves and and have that come from their heart and that makes the world a better place. And so it's like, yeah, that's why I do it. So to show other men, hey, this is like okay and like mm-hmm. you should romance too. And, and again, some women don't want it and that's fine. Like that's a case-by-case basis. But uh, I've seen enough in my life to believe that it is a good thing to appreciate and honor them in that sense. And so that's so that's kind of the real core why behind why totally I do makes it. sense, mm-hmm. and I I think that that it gives a safe place for women to be feminine. Yes, I mean that's yeah, and that's, embrace the mystery of that, yeah, and just like yeah, honor great. that and that energy absolutely. And and dance is such an example of two of men to be masculine to to be a good lead, right, mm-hmm. and to create that safe space for her to feel safe so that she can be free, right? Because if mm-hmm. he's not stepping up and he's not offering his strength in that sense, then she has to do it and so now she doesn't have the space to to be free and like dance is a physical example of that you know and you can have two girls or two guys like take the it's gender the same. out of it yeah, it yeah doesn't like matter. if yeah. one is not leading then you cannot have a follow and if both right. people are trying to lead then you have a mess if you have two follows then you have you don't have a dance right it's a conversation right interesting mm-hmm. so that's show her off on instagram show her off on instagram facebook youtube sparta strength um, for the men's training and then just ryanmasters.com or Ryan Masters Marketing on YouTube for all those videos about AdWords and stuff. That Great. We're talking and about. I'll put those in the show notes as well. And, um, you know, I have to ask you the same question that I ask all of my normally female mm-hmm. guests, which is what is your percentage of grit and grace? Ooh. Um, I would say um, 70% grit, 30% grace, mm. like a little, you know, from the dance moves you're, and stuff. But you're an so. eight. That is, that's also an eight. We're a little more gritty. Yeah. We are a little more gritty. Are we? So what am I supposed to be? Oh, no, you're supposed to be whatever you want. Oh, okay. This is, that's a totally personal thing. I mean, a lot of people strive for 50-50, although I know. Oh, no, I has I'll to never, be unbalanced. Yeah, yeah I no. would never be 50% grace. I just am not. That's not my personality, but I think that that is part of being an eight. But. No, yeah, it's like, it's, it's the 70% is the driver and the grace just kind of keeps everything moving so yeah. you don't burn yourself out. That's also out. your heart. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you know, you, you're willing to acknowledge you have a heart, mm-hmm. which is why you're allowed in this circle with mm-hmm. all these amazing women mm-hmm. is because you have a heart. So thank you, Ryan, so much for coming on. This is, I know we really have only touched the tip of the iceberg on a lot of these topics. And I encourage our listeners, if they have any questions, to contact you for more information. And my friends, if you are listening to us on iTunes, please make sure that you leave us a rating or a comment. And if you're on the ladieschitchatclub.com, you'll find my name below. You can click on that and reach me directly if you have something to say. Um, you can also put a comment there. We love to hear what you guys have to say. So thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Now, my friends, go be fierce.